Hi everyone, welcome to Cancer Healing Journey Talks. Myself Sonali Modi from Community Outreach Team of Zenonco.io and Love Heals Cancer. We guide cancer patients on adopting an integrative oncology treatment approach. We help them find the balance between medical treatment and complementary treatment approaches. We also help our patients with our team of oncologists, lab experts, nutritionists, and other healthcare professionals so that we can improve the treatment outcome for patients. We help in connecting patients with other cancer warriors who are going through this journey currently. So firstly, I would like to introduce you to today's speaker, Ms. Sheila. She's a cancer warrior. I'm happy that you're here with us today to share your story. So uh, Sheila, please start with your introduction. Thank you so much for having me here today. Uh, you know, it's really an honor for me uh, to be able to share my journey with you all. Uh, so my name is Sheila. I am from Miami, Florida and I am a cancer survivor. Yeah, so like uh, what made you go for the diagnosis and what were the initial symptoms? Okay, so I started, uh, my first symptoms were just a simple cold, uh, headaches, constant headaches, migraines, um, a cough that wouldn't go away and uh, just shortness of breath. So, I went in to uh, see my primary doctor and they sent me medication, um, you know, that didn't work. And then I lost my hearing. Um, I was very sick. And then one day I went to go pick up the phone and I realized I lost hearing in my right ear. Uh, so that was the one symptom that really alerted me uh, to find out, okay, something's wrong with me. It's not just a simple cold. Uh, I went to go see an ENT doctor and, um, you know, they did a hearing test and the hearing test came back and I had a complete deafness in my right ear. Um, you know, mm -hmm. after studies, they did multiple studies, multiple tests, uh, they couldn't find anything. Mm -hmm. They thought that it was probably due to a really severe infection or mm -hmm. allergies. Um, but I continue with the symptoms of um, coughing a lot uh, shortness of breath, uh, having even like cough attacks to the point where I felt like I couldn't breathe for a few seconds. Um, and then a year after all of this, I started having randomly double vision. So my right eye started coming in and I started seeing double. And that's when I decided to go to the emergency room and they did an MRI scan of my head and neck. And that's when they found um, the tumor. But it was a double vision, the hearing loss, the coughing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like what were, means when were you diagnosed? At what stage? And what was the cancer type? So I was diagnosed uh, two years ago, February, 2019. And I was diagnosed with, um, it's called a, a neuroendocrine tumor called mm -hmm. paraganglioma. Mm -hmm. And apparently it's not a very common tumor. Uh, so I was diagnosed with a paraganglioma at the base of my school and it was attached to my carotid artery. Mm -hmm. um, and I was at that time, it was already large. It was six centimeters and they told me it had started at the base of the school and um, metastasized to the carotid artery. So at that point, they classified it as a stage three cancer. 
Okay. So like how this news was disclosed to you and your family? So it was just, I was actually, after I went to the hospital to see what was happening, um, they actually sent me home that night because they didn't find anything in the MRI. Um, or I guess they missed, they missed a tumor in the MRI. Mm. And they sent me home. And then the next day I was at work and I get a call from the doctor from the hospital telling me that they had found something positive in the scans and that they needed me to come back immediately. Uh, so, you know, when I heard that, I immediately dropped everything I was doing at work and I, you know, rushed to the hospital. I was, I called my husband and my husband went with me. And that's when they told us we found, um, we found a tumor, but we don't know what type of tumor. We need to do more studies. Hmm. And so they admitted me into the hospital. And then that's when my mom and my sister came. And after hours of testing, doing MRIs, lab work, um, I had three doctors come in and they told me, um, you know, we found this tumor after running tests, after having a team of doctors analyze the scans. Uh, this is the tumor that you have. It's not mm -hmm. a, a common tumor. And because of the location of the tumor that is by your brain and a very complicated and risky um, location, we're gonna need to prepare you for surgery. And the preparation is gonna take, you know, two two months for you to for us to make sure that this is safe for us to remove. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, it was in that moment it was it was hard for my family and I to hear that, um, especially because I was 25 years old, young, never had any health issues aside from this. Um, but um, you know, it was, it was nice to have family there with me, comforting there with me. And also the way the doctors came in and they sat with me and they explained everything. Yeah. yeah. Like what treatment did you underwent? So I, after my surgery, I had an 18 hour long um, brain and neck surgery. Mm -hmm. uh, they were not able to remove all the tumor. They were able to remove most of it, but the part that, there's a part that's not, um, they're not able to operate on. So after my surgery, um, I would say, you know, two months later, I did, you know, intensive therapy because after surgery, I had facial paralysis on my right side. Um, I had difficulty swallowing. Um, I couldn't eat. Um, my tongue is deviated to the right. And uh, so after that, you know, I had physical therapy, intensive therapy to try to walk again, regain my strength and eat again. And a month later I had, they decided that they would do um, 33 rounds of radiation directly in this area. And they had scheduled me for two weeks of uh, chemotherapy using mm -hmm. cisplatin and a top aside chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then, so I completed the 33 rounds of radiation. Unfortunately, I was only able to complete one chemotherapy, one week of chemotherapy. Um, 
because after the one week, I, my body just started like failing me, um, you know, very nauseous, very weak, and I had to be hospitalized. So I was only able to do one week of chemotherapy. Um, I completed the 33 rounds of radiation. And then after completing that, I, they did scans to see if it had shrunk the remaining tumor, um, but it didn't, it was just stable. Uh, so then uh, a few months later, uh, my doctor reached out to me, my oncologist, and they told me about this new treatment called Lutathera. And it's a radioactive targeted therapy. Um, so I completed, I started Lutathera. I, you know, I gave it a shot. Um, I felt like I had nothing to lose. And I completed Lutathera treatment. I had four infusions of Lutathera and I completed that last year. Yeah. So, you know, you went through chemotherapy. So we all know that chemotherapy is a very tough routine. So what all difficulties you faced uh, during the, your treatment time and how you coped with it? Uh, so during chemotherapy and radiation, it was definitely the hardest process for me in my life. Um, you know, a lot of other patients say it was the hardest battle I've had to fight. And one of the symptoms that I had, many of the symptoms I had, you know, nausea, um, just feeling fatigued. Uh, I, you know, I couldn't eat. Um, and also feeling like I couldn't, like I didn't have control of what was happening to me. Um, which is very difficult for me. Um, and knowing that, you know, I just, I, I couldn't really do anything, but just for me, I pray, you know, have faith, um, continue to have a healthy meal, um, have a grateful heart every day that I woke up. So those are the things that helped me, which is like prayer, um, getting deeper into my faith, uh, journaling. I started journaling. Um, and just because it was just a lot, a lot to handle emotionally and physically. And so I started journaling. I started uh, doing things that brought me joy and happiness. Um, and then the other thing that also helped me was just having family and friends there for me, you know, having that support, that encouragement, um, in those difficult moments where I felt, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen or those, those moments that are very uncertain. Uh, so definitely having, you know, that support of family and friends, um, the community, having support from strangers that even reached out to me with encouragement, um, other cancer patients that also I met and mm -hmm. shared their journey with me. Um, that was to me the most hopeful part uh, to meet other cancer patients that had already gone through this and they shared their journeys with me and shared, you know, their stories and just gave me hope that, you know, I was going to be able to get through this and, and there was still hope, even if I felt terrible, um, even with this diagnosis that there was still hope for me. Yeah. So how did you manage your emotional well-being during those times? So uh, during those times, I spoke to like my loved ones, my husband, my mom. I, you know, 
whenever there was something that was like really affecting me and hurt, like I, I, I spoke about it. And at first it was very hard for me to even speak about it. And, you know, at first I wouldn't say three words and then I would break down crying. Um, but little by little, the more I spoke about it, the more I spoke about my feelings, the more I spoke about how I felt, um, you know, it helped me heal. So, you know, I spoke to my husband, to my mom. I also spoke to uh, a therapist at the hospital. Um, and, you know, she helped me see things. Um, she gave me, she, she, she recommended I get a journal. I start writing. Um, I focus on the things that I, instead of focusing on the things that I don't have, um, focus on the things that I do have and have a grateful heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also prayer for me, praying every day um, and just having faith and, you know, praying and having faith is what kind of helped me uh, manage and cope with these emotions and in this period of my life. Yeah. So generally, uh, whenever people get this type of cancer, what uh, should they expect? from it so usually um this type of cancer unfortunately um based on you know what i went through it's not very common um, or at least it's considered rare but i've actually found an international community of patients that have been diagnosed with this type of cancer um and it's not so rare um but usually what you can expect is, you know, it's, it's going to be a journey, a long journey. You know, sometimes um, these people that are diagnosed with this, they, it's had, like genetically inherited. So if you're diagnosed with something like this, you know, you have to get a genetic testing to see if it's in your genes. Um, you uh, have to see a team of doctors. So you'll have a team of doctors working with you, you know, a surgeon, oncologist, uh, therapist, nutritionist. Um, So you'll have a a team of doctors working with you. Um, You know, it'll take a whole community to get you through this. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of the times the symptoms are, you know, fast heart rate, um, headaches, um, some of the other, I had a perigangioma, but some of these tumors secrete adrenaline. So you have that fight or flight response constantly. So it can cause people to be in that, in that state where they feel like anxious and, um, you know, fast heart rate, um, you know, constantly. And so, yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a long journey. Um, it's a lot of people involved um, when you're diagnosed with this type of cancer. Yeah. yeah. So did you made any lifestyle changes during after the treatment? So lifestyle changes, I made a lot of changes. I, you know, uh, before being diagnosed, I was, you know, working full time and very stressed out. Um, so going through this made me realize 
um, that I needed to make money changes in my life. So, you know, one change that I made is um, not like taking it slow, like living a slower life, mm. um, not a fast paced life, like the life I was living, uh, you know, taking one thing at a time. Uh, the other lifestyle change I made was my diet. I, you know, was not very mindful of what I ate before. And because, you know, I thought I was young, healthy, nothing to worry about. So the lifestyle change that I made was um, I started eating healthier, eating more vegetables, more fruits, um, you know, drinking more water. Um, I also, the other lifestyle change is, you know, I, I started viewing life differently. So I forgave family members, forgave people. Um, I didn't, you know, try to hold anger. Um, if there was something that was bothering me, I would try to, you know, let it go, uh, talk about it, communicate. Um, I started communicating more with people, with friends, with family, mm -hmm. um, you know, about my feelings. That was something I never used to communicate about before. And you know, when another lifestyle change was that I started being more present. So, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I was always thinking about what came next, the future. And I, and the lifestyle change was I needed to be more present. So, you know, taking, exercising more, um, doing like meditation every day, um, taking a moment to, um, just relax my body and like take it slowly, you know, not be rushing. Mm -hmm. um, and and journal. I think for me, journaling has really helped me. So uh, journaling every day, um, but definitely eating healthier, um, taking walks every day. Um, just feel like my life has completely changed. Mm -hmm. You know, there are times when you feel that it's too much to handle, but you still don't give up. So what was the one thing that uh, motivated you and kept you going on such days? Uh, so one of the things that motivated me um, was definitely um, prayer, prayer, um, those moments where I felt so like broken down. Um, I would pray and it would just feel like peace, you know, and peace in my heart, but also motivation to keep going. Um, and, and also I say like reaching out, reaching out to other cancer patients, reaching out to, um, you know, services available to cancer patients. Um, that kept me going and motivated. Um, when I got involved with the community, because uh, sometimes I think that when you're, you get this diagnosis, you tend to isolate yourself. Um, but I am happy that I took the step to um, get involved with the community and just hearing other stories, other cancer patients in the process, um, 
you know, getting involved and knowing that there was, you know, people there for me to help me, professionals, you know, not just doctors, but also therapists, psychologists, you know, they're available. Um, and really kept me going because I felt I was not alone in this path. You know, there was people with me. Yes. Because uh, during such times, it's very important to have a support system, be it the support from your caregivers or be it support from your doctors or medical staffs. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Mm -hmm. So like what all things helped you in your faster recovery? So what other things helped me in my recovery? Yeah, in your recovery, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, when it came to the physical, uh, it was... I did, you know, physical therapy. Uh, so even if I felt so tired, uh, there was days where I just couldn't even get up. I, I made an effort to do uh, physical therapy and we started off, you know, slowly uh, doing, you know, small exercises. Uh, so physical therapy. Um, I also did acupuncture. So I was recommended by the, by the doctor. I did acupuncture to help with the pain. Um, and it also gave me a little bit more energy. Like I would come out of acupuncture and I would feel more energized. Um, I saw a nutritionist. So I, you know, started being more mindful of what I ate. Um, and and yeah, and then just, you know, listening to my body, you know, listening to my body and, and being more active, but also learning when to take a break. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I started to, I did yoga, acupuncture, physical therapy. Um, I, you know, got involved with the community um, and that helped like my recovery and taking it one day at a time at my pace, you know, it wasn't the pace that I used back then. Um, you know, 25 year old, like really fast, but it was, it was a slower pace, but I took it at my pace and every day I improved more and more. Hmm. Basically valuing this every small thing in your life. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. You know, every crisis in life teaches you a particular lesson. So what life lessons have you got from your cancer journey? Oh, there's so many life lessons, you know, I've learned to, you know, not take every moment for granted, you know, and, and really appreciate every single day, you know, because it's like, it's not saying tomorrow's not promised. And, and for me, that's when I wake up every day, I, I say, tomorrow's not promised. And, you know, you got to live each day um like it's your loss uh so for me it's just being present and fully present fully present for myself fully present for family you know when i have family over or friends over just being fully present there with them not on my phone not you know thinking about other things but just being fully present in the moment um you know, the other life lesson I've learned is uh, to not be scared. You know, it's, it's normal to feel like scared and to have fear, but to not let that control me or paralyze me. 
Um, so to know, okay, I, I feel this, but I'm gonna step out and and do what, you know, what I what my heart's telling me to do. Um, so, you know, knowing that I, you know, my faith is greater than my fear. Um, and the other life lesson is, you know, to, to be patient with myself. Like sometimes we're so hard on ourselves and, um, and just to appreciate myself and to have more grace with myself. Mm. Um, and that, you know, it's okay. It's okay if you fall down. It's okay if it doesn't work out. Um, there's better things that lie ahead for you. Mm. And I would say the other life lesson um, was just like, I guess, trusting, trusting that you know, everything will work out in my favor. Um, it may not be how I planned it. It may not be how I mapped it out. I thought it would be my head, um, but everything's gonna turn out more than, better than how I imagined. Mm. And, you know, the other life lesson was to let go of, like forgive. And that for me was like, forgive myself for the past, forgive other people that you know have hurt me, um, and and forgive. Learn to forgive people, and and live with a grateful heart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. So, do you think that cancer has changed you in a positive way? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, when I was going through it, it. When I was, you know, I was diagnosed with cancer, I asked myself, like, why is this happening to me? Um, you know, what did I do to deserve this? You know, am I being punished for um, for what I've done? You know, and um, and in that moment, I didn't realize. I thought it was, you know, it was my life was ending. Um, but now I see that it taught me so much, and it's changed me so much and um and yeah and I think it's definitely made me a better person because now I I see what life is about and I see what matters in life um you know I I, I realize how important time is I realize how important spending time with family and loved ones is um and you know it's it's taught me to really learn how to live. Mm -hmm. I, you know, back then I thought I was living, but I was just working, going, going, you know, going to work, coming home, sleeping, and then doing it all over again. Um, and, you know, I, I felt like there's no purpose in my life and I wasn't really living. Um, and then now that I've gone through this, I've learned that, you know, now I feel like more alive than I felt before. Mm. Yeah. So gratitude seems to be the biggest strength to fight this kind of situation. So what were you ever so grateful for uh, that made you always calm down after thinking or revisiting that memory? Uh, so whenever I, you know, relive that memory, uh, I would just take a deep breath. You know, it's so simple. Um, but just like breathe in 
um, like close my eyes and then just breathe. Um, you know, prayer. I know I've said it a couple of times, but that really helps me meditate um, and, and journal, you know, writing down my thoughts, writing down how, um, or how that made me feel back then or how, you know, it, when I think about it, what makes me, you know, how am I feeling in that moment? Uh, so journaling, um, and then just pausing, you know, when I, when I rethink of that and I, pausing, pausing what I'm doing, stopping what I'm doing, and then just focusing on my breathing mm. um, and focusing on the, on the, how far I've come, you know, um, not everything, not, fo not focusing on the pain and the suffering that I went through, but looking back and seeing how far I've come and how much improvement I've made um, since, you know, being diagnosed. Yeah. So like, how was your life after cancer? Uh, it's been, it's been difficult, you know, um, now I'm finally starting to, you know, have more energy and it's been two years since my diagnosis. Um, you know, the first two years, it was difficult. It was, you know, treatment after treatment, um, in and out of hospitals, in and out of doctor appointments. Um, but now, um, you know, I, I thought a few months ago, I thought, okay, I'm done with treatment. Now I'm ready to step out into the world and, you know, get out there. Um, but I realized that my body was still healing. It would mm -hmm. take a process. It was a process for me to get back out there that I had just finished, you know, I had finished treatment. Um, but now I had to slowly um you know heal to the point where I felt like okay I'm ready to get back out there um so I continued you know even though I've stopped I finished my treatment last year I've continued with like physical therapy I do acupuncture um you know I continue to uh focus on my health on my body um years later I'm finally, you know, volunteering with the hospital. Um, I still haven't gone back to work um, because I, I still feel like I, there's moments where I still get tired. You know, I'll, I'll cook and then I can cook now because before I couldn't even cook. Now I can cook, but after I cook, I have to take a break. Um, so I can, I can do more things now, but, um, it's still, I still have to take breaks in between. So I can, you know, clean my house, cook, um, but I have to take breaks. So, um, you know, now after cancer, I, I've learned to slowly like listen to my body. Um, and, you know, I'm getting more involved with the community, um, volunteering, um, being more involved here in my home, um, but definitely taking, it's been, it's been a, it's been a healing journey. Mm. Mm -hmm. So do you have the fear of recurrence? If yes, then how you deal with it? Yes. Uh, so, you know, 
I don't I don't get fear as much anymore um just because I've gone through so much and you know so many times when they've been up and down um and I've seen how far I've come so I don't get as fearful anymore I don't think about it as much um but on the days that I do think about it it still comes up it comes up in my mind uh, especially when I'm feeling bad on those days where I feel like pain where I feel bad uh, those are the days that I, I start thinking, you know, what are the possibilities of this coming back? Um, what if it comes back? And on those difficult days, I, um, I like, I listen to my, to my mind. I listen to the, those thoughts, but then I bring myself back to thinking, you've already made it this far. You know, you've already gone through so much. You've already gone through radiation treatment. Um, and, and, you know, I pray, I pray, and I ask God to give me that peace, um, to take away that fear that's in my heart. And then I'm reminded of everything that I've already been through. And, you know, and I focus on, on like the present moment. So, you know, there's so much that I can think of that can possibly happen in the future, possibly growing or happening with a tumor. Um, but I, I bring myself back, I close my eyes, I take a deep breath in and I remember, okay, right now, focus on the blessings that you have right now. Um, you know, focus on you today, on the present. Yeah. Because uh, live in the present and live your life to the fullest as much as possible and not to worry about the future. Exactly. Because yeah. uh, things will happen eventually. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like what was your first reaction when your reports were finally showing that you're cancer free? I, I mean, I, I cried. I cried of happiness, um, of joy, um, for me, it was a slow progress because I, you know, I still have some tumor activity, but when the doctors told me the tumor has shrunk, I cried. I cried of happiness because it's just been a long journey. It's been two years of, you know, fighting and treatments and, and just to finally see some light and see some improvement. Um, you know, I was just, I was just filled with so much gratitude in my heart. Mm. So yeah. do you still go for prescribed checkups after you are declared cancer free? Yes, yes, I still have checkups. Um, you know, every, every three months, I have uh, checkups with my oncologist, they do blood work, um, mm -hmm. they, every six months I do scans. Um, I actually have a scan this Friday, uh, just to follow up. So every six months they do a PET scan and they do an MRI scan. And then every three months they'll do labs. Um, just because after my last treatment, my thyroid levels have been high. So I've been on thyroid medication. 
Um, so they, they check down, make sure that the thyroid is stable. Um, and then to make sure that, you know, my, my labs are stable. Uh, so yes, I, I continue to have treatment uh, with my doctors, with my surgeons. I see them once a year. Um, so, you know, the surgeons that did the surgery, I see them once a year, sometimes twice a year. Um, so yes. Hmm. So what was the pivotal turning point in your life? The, the word, I'm sorry? Pivotal turning point in your life? Um, like the pivotal point you said? Yeah. Pivotal? Yeah. And I mean, it was, I think it was right after surgery. Um, you know, right after surgery, I, I, I was just so grateful to have come out of surgery. Um, especially because it was such a, um, a complicated surgery, you know, and they told me that it would, it took me two months to prepare for surgery. Um, you know, we were all scared, didn't know what was going to happen. And after, it was an 18 hour long surgery. I had three surgeons operating on you know, my head and neck. Uh, so when I woke up from surgery, you know, for me, I just felt grateful, grateful to be alive, grateful to have survived, um, and, and, you know, grateful to, to be breathing and, and have another, another opportunity, another, a second chance of life. Yeah. So if you have to sum up your journey in one sentence, then what would that be? I would say... My journey has been long, but it's transformed me. Yeah. It's transformed. So it's been a long journey, but it's been um, a transformation and a breakthrough for mm -hmm. me. So, you know, your story is really inspiring and I hope uh, the session really motivates people out there who are traveling or who have traveled through this journey. So it was lovely having you here today on the session with us, Sheila. So once again, thank you so much for your valuable time. Thank you so much. I am so grateful to be here. Um, thank you for listening to my story and sharing my story. Um, and I really hope that it can inspire and bring hope to many cancer patients. Yes, it definitely will. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you.